You know, I feel sorry for real world West Ham. Yeah, they're about to get relegated, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I just the, the irony. You're you're about to become Richmond. Well, who knows? The bottom like six is stacked. Oh, it's insane. So if Southampton can maybe win a few, boom. True. West Ham's probably True. out. Yeah, it's unpredictable. Tight it's definitely the most exciting yeah, part now that Arsenal's got it locked up pretty much. Oof, I know you don't even oof. want to talk about it, but you know. I mean, I, I mean, look at this uh. guy. I, mean, <laughs> I may not be talking about it much, but the signs Very are there. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. All right, let's start this. Yeah. Hey, sports nerds! Welcome to a nerdy bunch review of Ted Lasso season three, episode four. My name's English Dave, and joining me in deciding what our new Zava-inspired names will be is my co-host Tim Sportsman. What's up, Tim? What's up, Dave? Yeah, I gotta think about that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, he's, I love it. But Van Dam is back. Van Dam. Well, first it was it, his original was Zorro, 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 and then Zava's like, can't why can't it be Zorro? <laughs> he's just like, well, that's what my parents named me. <laughs> Well, my kids get to name themselves when they're seven years old. Of course they do. Of course they do. You know, later on in the, in the episode, one of the commentators says, oh, they played with anger. They played angry, dirty, and hungry. And someone is like, like oh, and those are the names of Zava's other kids. <laughs> There's so many lines, man. It's hard to keep track. So many such lines. brilliant writing. Such brilliant character development. Mm-hmm. I am 100% Team Jamie. And like, I know we're, we've been here. But each and every episode, we just become more fans of him. Mm-hmm. I, I even, love it. Even his explanation for why he only wears a shirt and no bottoms to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Roy to see his cheeks, right? I love it. <laughs> and I, I love that moment because he's like, uh, next time I'll flick, I'll, I'll flick you in the balls or something like that. And he's like, well, how would you say that? And then he walks away half naked. He's like, well, that's why he said it. He literally probably saw your balls. <laughs> <laughs> And that was a continuation of last week's episode where uh, Roy offered to train Jamie. Jamie thought he was messing around when he said 4 a.m. training. I thought you were joking. No, 4 a.m. training. (laughs) We can't see. (laughs) Headlights. (laughs) But then he's ready. Right. I I did like that by the end of the episode. He's ready. He's got his own headlamp. You know, like we're seeing seeing something that we would never have thought we'd have seen a, uh, a season ago. Where this sure. relationship between Roy and Jamie's been built up to something possibly special. I want to see where this goes. I want to see where this training continues to go. I'm I'm down for it. I'm in for it. Um, we get more of Nate this episode as well. Interesting, interesting. Uh, you know something. Anastasia, <laughs> right? I love it. You're gonna. That's the girl Nate's gonna be with. Six <laughs> foot tall, beautiful model. I mean, All right. He Come had he, he had tension with her in previous episode when he tried to get his mom. That's why he took his parents for dinner. It's the same restaurant. And and, and I remember at that oh, time. Oh, yeah, the, the hostess. I yeah, was so talking was... about the club at the end. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Beautiful green dress girl. <laughs> yes, know? yes. The fake, she's famous. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, going back to the hostess stand. Yeah, he was like, now I'm all prepped and ready to go. And then her manager comes in and loves the guy. He's like, the... your money is nothing here. And then she still doesn't care. It's like, oh. God, this guy's the worst. Right, right, and and he tries to, you know, like like previous episode, and when his mom and dad, you know, he tries to flex to her. She doesn't, she doesn't know, or she doesn't care, or both. 
you know he tries to be like yeah you know i'm the new coach yeah and even even when uh, uh the, the the manager of the, of the restaurant comes in and says oh you're a manager i'm a manager we're the same nate's like, mm, He's like yeah, mm, not no really <laughs> my job's so important i work so hard this one's so busy and i'm not here it's like no you you're here all the time man come on you're stopping me but what i find interesting this episode is that it's planting the seeds for nate to not be the bad bad guy right like you're getting moments where he feels like the moment when he's reminded after the winning the game that he didn't shake ted's hand yeah. he's just like oh shit like he was so overwhelmed and caught up in that he didn't realize he didn't do it on purpose and he tries to go and shake uh, uh, um, uh, ted's hand but he gets distracted you know and even before when he talks about wanting to apologize you know uh, to ted and rupert shuts that down right away you know and you can see that rupert's playing this puppet master a game with with Nate, even at the beginning, you know, forcing Nate to call him by his his last name. But then when Nate, uh, when the team wins, he's like, "Oh, I call me Rupert." You know that kind of like back and forth. Nate was trying to. There's a moment when Nate tries to, you know, get advice from him the same way Nate would have gotten advice from Ted, right? Replicate that relationship, but he just keeps it shut down, shut down, shut down. Where do you think the future of Nate's narrative is going? I know you want us to like him. <laughs> But I cannot, I cannot, I don't want it. I don't want to see it. Those, like, just the smug look on his face after victory and, like, I mean, come on. Ted's trying to be such a nice guy and, like, he's going through his texts, seeing, like, each and every week where he talks to his therapist. And clearly, Nate's a guy that needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Nate's a guy that needs to talk through his feelings, talk through his difficulties with his dad. And he just pushes everything away, fits of anger, going into the locker room of Richmond, ripping the believe sign, Oof. not willing to shake Ted's hand pre or post match, like just overly boisterous, you know, just gross, just oh my god, and that's why he just spits, <laughs> you know, spits to uh, deal with his frustrations or anxiety, I guess, right? But his narrative, I think. Look, I mean, West Ham's pretty good. So maybe he's going to receive coach of the year, um, unfortunately. But I, I don't I don't see him being humbled. I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Where do I, you think I, this goes for him? I think they are definitely setting up a redemption arc. I think yeah. I think what they're doing is we started off this season, you know, as fans, with Nate being the, the quote unquote villain of the season right narrative. But I think they're really pushing that towards Rupert. Right, there's no yeah. redeeming quality. They're making re- like he's almost like a devil, you know, like he's almost like a supervillain type thing. The way they're presenting him, you know, with his relationship with Rebecca, and then again, we see these moments where Nate's kind of like thinking he he doesn't want to necessarily be friends with 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 Ted again, but he wants to like you know he mentions the way I left. Maybe I should apologize for that, you know. And it's only any time he thinks like that, it's either Rupert shutting him down, or you know, when he sees Ted later to go and shake his hand, he gets interrupted by Rupert's secretary. You know, there's always something in the way. You know, even in the elevator when he wants to talk to Ted. Yeah. Door opens, Rupert's there. You know, it's like, so you get this moment. Like, I think right now, uh, uh, Nate's problem is that he's easily influenced by Rupert and he's chasing things that he shouldn't be chasing. But there's a part of him that feels kind of bad. Even in the beginning, you know, he has a moment that's parallel to Ted's moment in, se- in the first episode of this season where the, the figurines, right, drops on the floor and he gets mad and he puts the Ted figurine back up. It's almost re- reminiscent of the intro of the episode of this, oh, sorry, the episode of the season when Ted does the similar thing with the Legos. Yeah, Legos, yeah. You know, so they're thinking about each other. Oh, uh, which I, sure. Which I think is interesting, but um, not in the, at least from Ted's point of view, you know, we'll get to Ted in a bit. He's not really thinking about the game. 
as much as not he should. <laughs> he's, the coach. he's not even thinking about this big. In fact, they have to tell him, like, aren't you mad at Nate? You know, you should be angry at him. And he has, he's just like, eh. And the reason why, let's go to, to, to Ted right now. The reason why, coming off of last week's episode and the big news about his ex-wife dating his uh, therapist, his marriage yeah. therapist. Yeah. You know, he, he ends up with Sassy because, you know, last week we weren't sure if he, he was with Sassy or not. He did spend the night with Sassy. And he does a lot of things that a lot of people do when they have heartache for their exes or some kind of heartache. Yeah. They go on to the next person and latch on and like, do you want to go on a date? And I was like, oh, no, Ted, no. <laughs> but I did like how, and I'll ask you what you thought. I did like how Sassy reacts, right? She's honest with him, but she's not mean, no. right? And then and, and she tells him that he's a mess. So throughout this whole episode, Ted finds out that he's a mess. You know, what did you think about Ted coming to this realization that we all knew, of course, and everyone knows? <laughs> yeah, that, that everyone knows. <laughs> That's why the Diamond Dogs are back. <laughs> Whether Roy Ooh, wants to oh, 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 you know, <laughs> be in it or not, you know, <laughs> make his opinions clear from the next room. But I, I think the best part was, you know, he was constantly asking everybody, am I a mess? Am I a mess? Am I a mess? And then he has a nice dialogue with Rebecca, you know, where they get really genuine with each other. And he's like, yeah, I'm a prog mess <laughs> in progress, you know, and that's what it's all about. That's everybody. We're all trying, you know, these good people. I, I love, you know, people that are vulnerable, accepting of their flaws, but willing to work on them and willing to be introspective, figure out what's going on. How could I be a better person? And throughout this whole episode, Ted's not worried about his career as much as people would normally be. Mm -hmm. He's worried about how can he deal with his emotions and how can he become a better man. And he finally, right at the end of the episode, admits to Michelle or at least like confronts that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was just so proud. Like, I love yeah, it. there we go, Ted. Like, brings it right up. You know, it's like, you got to talk about it. And that's what, maybe you're right. That's what Nate's going to have to do. Nate's going to have to talk to Ted. Maybe Nate and Ted are going to have a nice conversation eventually. Maybe they're going to bump into each other on the streets of London. I don't know. Uh, you know, talking about that Michelle conversation, let's go back to that. Sure. What I like about that is um, it isn't a conversation of Ted saying, I want you back. Right? He tells her he loves her and he loves his family. And then he says the line for me is a standout line, no matter what that looks like. Right? We're going to, no matter what happens, we're going to share grandchildren. You know, so it's basically yeah. saying we may not be together, but our lives are connected. And if our lives are going to be connected, you have to be honest with me. You know, you, you can't just, you know, he's not so mad necessarily about who she's dating. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it because she's a therapist. But it's also how he found out how things happened, you know, you know, things like that. You know, talk to me. You left, you kind of like, he was off guard, came out of nowhere for him. You know, and anyone can understand that. Like, there's no, there's no narrative. There's no situation where that happened that anyone would be like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. Secretly behind my back, uh, uh, got together with our marriage therapist. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> so, you know, I love his honesty. It was like, yeah, it hurt me. I'm just yeah. telling you, it hurt me. Exactly. You know, I, I, he respects that they're not together. It didn't hurt him because she's with someone else. You know, huh. it, as, as tough as that is, it's, it's the circumstance of how it happened. You know, and he just, I love that reminded her that we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. We're going to raise a child together. We should have some kind of level of respect. And an openness towards each other, at the very least. And I, and I really like that because I thought that was very, it's a very mature way to handle relationships, you know, because a lot of it happens to a lot of people, you know, you get married, uh, you divorce, but you have a child. So even right. if you divorce, you, there's a link, you're linked for as long as the rest of your life. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully the rest of your life, because, you know, as long as the child is alive, 
you're connected to each other and, and there's ways to go about it. And I, I really love that. And I think that paired with, with Sassy's honesty as well was a really good way of looking at mature ways of dealing with relationships. Right. And um, I, I thought, I thought, you know, because Sassy could could have been written easily as a character. Who, oh my God, freaks out! Ah, I'm getting out of here. You know, usually that's how they write when character when someone asks a character to date, they freak out. And she was very mature about it, just like, no, you know, this is not for us. You know, yeah. you're a mess. Well, what's what I like <laughs> right now? <laughs> um, that's another focus of the episode. Keely. Keely is going through an interesting thing right now. It's this continued narrative of her running her business, right? I think that's her overall. Uh, storyline this season, or at least one yeah, of the storylines yeah. this season, right? Is like she's running her own business, but how does that work, right? There's one thing to say, I've got my own business, but like, okay, now do it. And so there's a lot of growing pains that she's going through, right? Like certain things she doesn't even know about, you know, and 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 having an HR manager who kind of looks down on her in some parts. And, and, and now, you know, the big investor boss, uh, Jack, is going to be at the game and Keely's not ready. Oh my God. I love that whole narrative. Especially finding out that Jack was a woman, and not short yeah. for Jacqueline. And, and, <laughs> not at all. My my dad wanted a, a boy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But um, I want to ask about Keely, right? Again, dealing yeah. with these 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 um growing pains. And one of her growing pains is uh, Shandy. <laughs> dealing with Shandy, you know. At first, I was like, "Oh, look at you, Shandy." doing a great job doing the videos, you know, on point directing these films and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah. Shandy, stepping up where everyone thought you'd mess up. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, banter out, <laughs> the banter, <laughs> we can, <laughs> you can fuck a football or something like that. <laughs> where uh, do you think, what, what do you, what do you think um, uh, 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 Jack's reaction to all this will be? Cause I don't know. I feel like Keely. Jack's just, reaction to Shandy. Just reactions to things. I think like Keely feels like she's disappointing Jack. But I feel like Jack is like, like I feel like Jack is more down than we realize, than we think. Oh, for or at least sure. than Kitty thinks, right? I mean, you see her shoes in the bathroom. Love the shoes. You see that she's a hundred percent ready to go. Oh, you need toilet paper? Nope. It's the other thing. Let's <laughs> let's do a tampon. And like then Kitty is like super on brand for her. She's like spreading all legs. Like <laughs> I don't know how long, you know. Look, I mean, it's not a conversation for us really, but I know for sure that's not normal. Like there's no <laughs> way that's how most girls put a tampon in. Um, but she's just ready to go. And you know, you know, she says pay it forward after they leave the bathroom and then they meet and she, she's a little vulnerable, you know, talking about her, her past, you know, Jack and how her name isn't Jacqueline. It's, it's Jack because her father obviously didn't want a girl, but here's this power boss of a woman. And Keely's that way too. And mm-hmm. Keely loves Rebecca because she's also a power boss and their dynamic is amazing. And we all of a sudden, like, I'll be honest at first, like two seasons ago in the beginning of this series, I wasn't the biggest Rebecca fan, yeah. but Keely's introduction to her and building her up and like, breaking her down and getting her more vulnerable has made me a huge Rebecca fan mm-hmm. and seeing Rebecca's arc throughout this episode that she wasn't, um, you know, going straight to Rupert's wife to tell him or tell her by the way, like Rupert's cheating on you, but she's still like, um, cool, tough enough to say straight to Rupert's face. Hey, by the way, like don't screw her. Like you screwed me. Come on, bud. Like you got to grow up. Um, so I'm, I'm all for Keely's development in terms of this business. I mean, it's obviously something super important to her. And I think Jack and her will get along smoothly. Mm-hmm. 
I think they're 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 two in the same. I think Keely thinks Jack is this like uptight, you know, boss investor type (laughs) character or person. I think Jack's more like, no, I get it, relax. You know, I think that's what we're gonna see with Jack's character. I'm curious though, I still don't know where this show is taking and I don't I don't want to call it a love triangle, but this whole Keely That's exactly where my mind was going. You know, Roy and Jamie. You know, is Keely more interested in Jamie now? I, I, I mean, especially because Shandy's trying to fuck. And is Michelle <laughs> more interested in Ted now? Because right. Ted finally is like kind of dealing with his emotions. Right. I don't it's, know. We'll I, see. I, I find it interesting because he's like, you know, I don't know if Jamie is as interested in Keely in that way. I think Jamie's accepted it that, okay, we she's moved on. I don't think he's chasing her like that. But then I'm curious, I don't know if she's chasing him or if she kind of, because she's single now and now she sees the qualities in him that she didn't see before, you know, and his flaws. I, or I don't know if she's seeing it as a sign of respect, like, wow, I'm happy that he's gotten better. Or is it because like, oh, I'm starting to have feelings for him again. And maybe that's the nuance of it, right? Of the show is her trying to figure that out, right? Sure. The show's never quite black and white as we as other shows tend to be, Absolutely. which is what's great about this show. They, I even heard rumors, I even heard, you know, talk a chatter that what if, at some point, Ted and Rebecca get together. You know, I mean, I don't know about that now, <laughs> but that's what I used to think for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, she still has her prophecy to come. You know, from the psychic. You know, so who's it going to be? They, yep. they, they almost seem to shut down. I don't know if I'm reading too into this. They shut. They almost seem to shut down that Sam can be an option, right? Because when they talk about banter and all the single guys, and then she asks right. about Sam, and it's like, oh no, yeah, Sam's not on it. He took himself off. So you know, it's almost like telling us, I don't know if that's telling us, the audience, like, oh, Sam is off the table. You know, there's going to be someone else that we don't know. I'm not too sure. But it did stand out to me that they specifically mentioned that Sam isn't available for the singles app anymore. You know, so I thought it was interesting. And even and, and, uh, Rebecca's reacting to like, yeah, of course not. <laughs> you know, so I'm curious to see where, where, where that goes. Sam um, seems pretty tight with his girl. Yes. Right now. I think yeah. that's steady. And I think the only thing yes. that I feel is predictable right now, which who knows, exactly like you're saying, um, this show is not predictable at all, is Keely's got to fire Shandy. Oh, like, yes. It's got to happen. Yes, yes. Like, it has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it has to happen. <laughs> and I, I hope, I, I hope it's going to be with who? I, I don't know. I but I hope she fires Shandy because Shine, Shandy's incompetence, not because Shandy's trying to sleep with, with like Roy or Jamie and then Keely gets jealous. I hope it's uh-huh. not that. You know, I hope it's not yeah, like that at all. No. Silly she like even that. said straight to, you know, when, when Jamie was doing his little video and she was like, basically, Shandy was asking, hey, can I like, you know, can I fuck him? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she wants. She's like, well, it's his dick. It's not me. Like, go for it. Um, well, the characters here da, 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 that we spoke about this. I mean, let's go into the actual, in terms of character narratives, it's, it's everyone else's character narrative is connected to the actual big game, right? It's called the big week, this episode. Oh, right. Let's we get to the, talk about some sports, bro. <laughs> we get to the big game. I love as they're prepping for the game, you know, everyone's nervous and everything like that. And then Zava gives him that speech that was like, never stop dreaming. You might wake. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I have no idea. But I want to mention that I love that when they were trying to, before the game, when the coaching staff was trying to come up with um, tactics to one-up Nate. Because if he's thinking yep. what we're thinking, we're thinking what he's thinking that we're thinking. <laughs> and then, and then. Uh, uh, you think was going to go for it? The right, false nine? Like, <laughs> God damn it. And it was a good, good idea, but Zava. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But in the actual game itself, it seemed that 
Nate had his own plan, right? The, 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 the strategy that West Ham played at first, they're not playing aggressive. And then they get out super aggressive, you know, yep. to get to get you two goals the in there. Signal. Like, ooh, the hand signals, yeah, right? They weren't ready for it. And it, like, you know, we mentioned earlier that Ted wasn't really paying attention. He kind of let the coaching staff take over. And, you know, when the team finds out that, that Nate's the one that ripped the, the belief sign, I loved watching the video of him attempting. Climbing on the chair, slipping off, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But Tim, if you were the coach of the team, okay, and your team is losing two nil, yep, come back in the second half, and that's what they do, and they get all bunch of red cars and all that stuff. What is your reaction? Well, <laughs> typical coach speak. You're definitely gonna have a rough practice next week. <laughs> gonna be running a lot of wind sprints for sure. Um, but I, I don't blame Coach Beard and Roy for trying to get them to be more aggressive. Because mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. You're down 2-0 at half. You, you got to put the pressure on. Um, but they just took it to another level. They were, you know, playing American football out there. Slide tackling. Like, they weren't even going for the ball. Oh, way beyond <laughs> American football for sure. But it was, I mean, come on. When the, when the goalie, when the keeper... That's a red. I mean, we never see that. <laughs> Honestly, it could have been like eleven to two. At you know, they could have like tossed out like nine of them. Right, right. Like, there was so many reds flying. So all many reds. It was just a whole comedy sketch. Um, and he, but I, 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 I'm I find glad it... it wasn't a fairy tale ending type of yes, thing. Like, yes. oh, Richmond beats West Ham. Oh, Nate said. Yes. Oh, like no, like that's how it should be. And but yeah, I, kinda... I still love this episode, like because of the whole story arcs of the characters. But I kind of like that West Ham didn't necessarily quite beat uh, uh, Richmond, you know, with Richmond playing their best, right? Yeah. Richmond fucked up and they do some stupid stuff and that's what caused them to lose. It's more internal than external reasons. And I, and I think that was done really well. Even though, even though I love that amidst all of that, Zava was able to get a goal. It yeah. Make a difference, but he was able to get a goal. <laughs> yeah. and we didn't see it. I love no. that. They don't need to show you that. We, we didn't see they it. They one line. Right. I did love that he gets mad at, at Jamie because Jamie goes for the shot. Because Zava, he was looking for a one too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie was like, to Zava. He almost did it. He almost did it. Uh, Jamie almost got the goal. <laughs> he did. That was a close yeah. you know, crossbow. I actually thought it would be more of a tighter game. Again, this speaks to the fact that I love that this show can be unpredictable at times. Right. I thought, I assumed that Rich, it would either be West Ham wins or a tie. I knew that they would never make Richmond win this early. It's too early in the season to puke to be winning against West Ham. But I didn't expect it to be caught because of red cards and anger and all that stuff that I didn't see coming. But again, I liked it. I thought that was was hilariously funny. Um, You spoke about the party afterwards with uh, Rupert uh, to Nate. Anastasia, she's a big fan. He's a big fan. And again, this kind of plays in this idea of, you know, Rupert being this kind of metaphorical devil, right? You know, and, 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 uh, 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 Nate is slowly, slowly selling his soul to him, and Rupert yeah. slowly owning him, owning him. You know, every time uh, 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 Nate wants to do something redeemable, Rupert gets in the way. Nope, nope. And then you know, more and more, Nate is sucked into that, and he believes he's right, and he won the game, and he's doing good, and he's the golden boy. Everyone's telling him yes, 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 yes. And we all know how easily susceptible he is, and that's his weakness, right? He's susceptible to the glory and things like that. A complete opposite to someone like Ted. And, and, and I'm curious to see uh, 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 where, where that all goes. You know, I have no idea. I, 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 all I know, for, I can say for sure, is that they're definitely setting up Rupert as the bad, bad, bad. Because even after Rebecca tells him that thing, he still gets up with some other girl at the party. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Where's that guy? But I think you're right. 
So Nate is so soft. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little boy and he's trying to like overcompensate for these yep. feelings. And Rupert is trying to get him to act like him. So Rupert wants Nate to be like Rupert. Mm-hmm. Rupert mm-hmm. gives him a fancy car, nice suits, hot chicks, like tries to get him to think like him. And Rupert's only stuck in his mind, so he's only going to understand, oh, people always think like me. Like, that's just how it is. But Nate is way more like Ted than he is like Rupert. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's definitely, like I said before, there's definitely going to be a conversation probably between Ted and Nate. And that's going to break Nate down and, and get him to say something nice, probably in public. You yeah. know, Ted's keep on being the nice guy. and Nate's keep on being like, oh, I don't care. I'm too good for this. But there's going to come a point where Nate's going to say something nice to Ted or about mm-hmm. Ted to the to the media. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because, yeah, you mentioned it's true. Uh, even the manager mentions, oh, my God, you said all that stuff about him at the press conference. You know, uh, um, so I think these are things that Nate's not, you know, even going back to the handshake when he's told, oh, yeah, you didn't shake the manager's hand. Like you said, he's so like off it that he didn't even realize that he did it because he's so focused on other things and focused on making sure that he gets, he, he presses the bosses and Rupert's so focused on making sure that he looks better and uh, puts Rebecca down all the time, which I find interesting because he's always showing off his, 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 his new baby mama Bex, but then I love her reaction. She basically just shits on him all the time. He's <laughs> like, Oh, the, the baby's all the do- baby does is poop and drool everywhere. She's like, Oh, just like her father. <laughs> you know, Or she's like making fun of him for being old and stuff like that all the time, like constantly <laughs> just ripping at him, not even like in a, jokey way and like no he's uh-huh. old and stinky <laughs> which i find hilarious um we got to see more of the pub when one of the pub guys brings a friend who supports yeah. west ham <laughs> uh, the west ham fan he's like get he's the fuck me. out of here <laughs> like, no he's my friend like, nah. instantly great. throws his friend under the bus <laughs> straight away <laughs> i thought it was hilarious uh what yeah, else tripping out the bus yeah, it was good. And Zava coming out with a cigar. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, Zava coming smooth. with a cigar. Yo, they um, had great music in this episode. Right? Oh, my God. Music yeah. was so good. I loved it. Oh, 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 Roy still trying to pretend he's not part of the Diamond Dogs when he is. He still gave his opinion. <laughs> you know? He left the room, but he still gave an opinion. Like, oh, Roy, you want to be part of this? Which I <laughs> like that they they fully accepted him in, even though he's not accepted himself. Like, yeah, oh, come on. You want to We all love right? <laughs> My favorite scene was the elevator scene. Yes. Where Ted goes in and, you know, he's like, who are we all rooting for today? It's like West Ham. Obviously, we all got West Ham pins. And you're and at the stadium. Does, he's in the front. He does that, like, awkward thing. Let's everybody go before. And then Nate's there hiding in the corner. <laughs> I was dying. And then I his like, reaction. Oh, and he's hiding in the corner. And then when he sees Ted, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> I was like, really, Nate? <laughs> but it goes, shows you how punk, how much of a punk uh, uh, Nate, uh, Nate is, right? Yeah, he, sure. He's trying to hide away, hoping that um, Ted was going to leave as well. Uh, oh, I loved when, <laughs> just a little moment when Ted was reminded that of, of girl talk. You know, when Rebecca knew exactly yeah. what happened, he's like, girl talk, yep, girl talk. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the girl talk, another little uh, thing in the beginning, when he's with uh, Sassy, and he's talking about Uber rating. It's like, oh, you have a five, don't you? It's like, what? it's like, yeah, sometimes when I sense they're tired, I'll offer to drive. It's like, are you kidding me, man? And then Sassy comes out, and she's definitely Uber nice. Right, I noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> she even says, like, please. Oh, I, <laughs> I did like that subtlety, that subtle thing of like her being nicer and being affected by it. I thought that was a nice little, little touch. 
Um, another little thing that's going to be a, a growing narrative, Tim, that started last episode, uh, Colin makes that, that joke, you know, about, about being gay and, and but done in a jokey way, you know, overcompensating and Trent notices it again. You know, Trent just gives him a, gives a kind of look. Like, mm, what Trent's are you doing? So, you know, so, so observant. He knows that. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's a writer. Yes. Which, again, I think you are right in the sense of, I think Trent is going to, down this road, Trent's going to be seen more in a positive light. He's not going to take advantage of the situation. And I think from, not Ted, I mean, I mean uh, Trent, Trent's point of view, yeah. he's going to, at least from his point of view, he's going to try and attempt to help whatever that looks like to, from him, his point of view, not necessarily take advantage. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's more of, you know, he's going to see that this kid is trying to overcompensate by making the jokes and he's going to try and say like, no, you, should, you don't need to do that. You know, kind of be yourself. Of thing. I, I think that's where that's going, but again, we'll, we'll find out in future episodes. What I do like about this season so far is that it's not so much Ted focused, right? We're getting relationships with characters outside of Ted. Yes, it's Ted influenced, but we're getting relationships. We don't really get too much Ted focused itself, which it's a good thing. Even though the show's called Ted Lasso, it is about the people he's surrounded by and how he helps them, and in helping. Even though he's helping them, he's still going through his own internal struggles. But I like seeing more of the team. And he, even little moments like seeing, having Zoro have his moment. I'm Van Damme yeah, now. Yeah. You know, things like that. Like, these are things that we wouldn't have seen in previous seasons. You know, They wouldn't have gotten this kind of attention. And even, again, building up Colin's storyline about where that's going. I think these are nice little touches that kind of bring the team together. And and uh, I'm really interested to see where it goes. And just even the whole Zaba dynamic with Jamie. And will Jamie end up being better than him? And how does that storyline uh, close out? We shall find out. Anything else to add? I'm excited, man. Oh. So many twists and turns that could one, happen. One more thing. We got a lot of little hint at our, our, our favorite couple to hate. Uh, uh, when Coach Beard mentions that he and Jane go yes. to <laughs> Codependence Anonymous. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm glad you snuck that in. I was trying to figure I'm like, there's one more thing that you can So, so he's a was saying, oh, Jane's sister's in town. Do you want me to... And he immediately just cuts him off. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, co- Codependency Anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> and I'm like, God, Jane. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, I, I want to see where that storyline is going as well. Like, what is the what is the hopefully eventual breakup look like? Who and who's doing? Is it Jane doing have it? A rough night. Oof. One night. Oof. Gonna go off the rails again. Right. Like that Luffy episode from last season. Right. Will he will he get the fans to be on his side again? I do would like to see an episode with him and the fans though. I think they they're fun together. They're fun together. <laughs> go to the pub, drunk one night. Right. Right. Anyway, on, on that note, I think that's. That's touched on everything so far. Yes, that is everything. Uh, what do you nerdies think? What do you nerdies think the future of these storylines are going? Let us know at the Nerdy Bunch. We'd like to know your thoughts, even though we're probably all going to be wrong because this show is so good, it's able to go in directions that we didn't even see coming. That's why we review this show every week. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Dave. My name's English Dave, and this has been a Nerdy Bunch presentation of our Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 4 review. Check out some of our other podcasts where we reviewed other shows, such as uh, the, the Last of Us. Check that out. It's a great show. And as always, Tim. Keep it nerdy. Peace. <laughs>